freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website is oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, September 4th, 2011. We have a good show lined up for you here today. We are going to be continuing our ongoing discussion about the general principles of natural law right here on What on Earth is Happening Today. Last week, we began the breakdown of the hermetic principles or what I am terming the general principles of natural law. These are ancient principles which come down to us over centuries in the mystical traditions of all lands and they embody the underlying factors that we really need to develop a deep education of if we are going to transcend the current human condition that we are in right now and have been trapped in for thousands of years. Last week on the show we looked at three of the seven general principles of natural law. We took a look at the principle of mentalism which basically states that the universe and everything within it is derived from mind. Mind is all. The universe is a mental construct. It is a spiritual construct. We're talking about mind, capital M. Okay? So everything is a spiritual construct for experience. We took a look at the principle of correspondence, that everything is connected and interrelated, that the universe is self-similar across all scales of creation that the very very small or the microcosm is a sim- is a reflection of the very very large the macrocosm where the term that which is above is like to that which is below comes from or that which is within is like to that which is without as we are individually within 
so we are creating the external experience that we call the manifested reality in which we live and we have to actually live in and experience that reality that we generated from within ourselves we took a look at the third general principle of natural law which is the principle of vibration that everything that exists is ultimately vibratory energy in different states of vibration that there is no solidity solid matter as such per se that there is simply different states of resonance of vibratory resonating energy so we're going to continue to look into the principles the general principles of natural law over this show we'll be looking at the principle of polarity the principle of rhythm the principle of cause and effect and the principle of gender that's coming up on this edition of what on earth is happening don't go anywhere folks we'll be right back We are back, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. There you'll find a couple of images that basically outline what we're going to be talking about here today. It's the same four, four images that I had posted here last week. And it's ju- they're just there to give people a general outline of the uh, general principles of natural law. So we're going to jump right in and start talking about the fourth general principle which is known as the principle of polarity and um, actually before we do that I'll give the call-in number I'm not going to take calls until the second hour I'm going to stay focused on really getting this information out there but uh, if there's time in the second hour I'll take calls toward uh, the the, uh, the um, I guess the uh, second half hour of the second hour of the show. So here's the call-in number for those who want to get in the queue. Call-in number for the show is 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number 866-841-1065. Hopefully we'll have some time to get to a few calls. And we, I, I am going to ask people to limit the topic of discussion to natural law principles, please. That's what we're talking about here today and have been for the last couple of weeks and we'll be continuing to talk about this as the first major overall underlying solution to the problems that we're facing as a species. So uh, if you are going to call in, please uh, ask some questions or make some comments about the general principles of natural law or anything else that is related to natural law. So uh, here we go. Principle number four and uh, the text that I'm going to be uh, reading some excerpts from is known as the Kybalion. And we talked about this last week and the week before. This is a, uh, a general hermetic text that talks about the principles that underlie everything. That's basically what this text is all about. It's very simple. It's not very long. It's probably about uh, 50 pages in digital format, something to that effect. And if you uh, own it in a hard uh, hardback copy, um, maybe about a hundred pages. So this is not anything that's an extremely long or drawn out um, uh, discussion. It's there to act as a primer 
for those who want to begin to grasp the principles that are always at work. These are general principles that underlie natural law that are always at work, whether we believe in them, whether we understand them, whether we accept them, whether we want them to be in place or not, they are in place. They are inherent to creation. So we are bound by these laws, whether we like them or not, that's completely irrelevant. I'm attempting to explain how these laws function and operate so that if we want to get out of the levels of self-inflicted suffering that we are in as a species, we can do this by bringing our actions into harmony with these principles. If we decide to not do that, we're going to continue to suffer and things are going to continue to become extraordinarily chaotic here on planet Earth. And in coming weeks, I'll be getting into how the expressions of natural law function. And essentially what that part of this discussion is all about is really delving deeply into the principle of polarity as it is connected with the principle of cause and effect. These are probably the two overarchingly the two most powerful and critical to understand in in the seven okay and if we don't understand how the basic polarities function and how us choosing them and embodying them ultimately gets us the result that we want through the law of cause and effect we generally understand nothing all right so the Understanding the expressions of natural law really goes a long way to helping us understand how these two principles work in conjunction with each other. And it's very interesting to note that there's a lot of people who are interested particularly in the principle of polarity. Uh, an interesting side note is that the number one search term that gets people to my website at whatonearthishappening.com. You know, the traffic to my site, if you look at some of the uh, analytics about it, aren't um, generated by people linking to the site. They're generated by people searching for certain concepts and ideas that are contained in the material that's on the site and then finding it that way. And the number one search term that drives people to the What on Earth is Happening website is polarity. I was as surprised as anyone else to learn this, but it shows you that people have an idea that these principles and laws actually do govern what's really going on here, and understanding them is the utmost thing that we can do to towards bringing about a resolution, a solution to the problems that we're facing. So let's jump into principle number four and the readings when I um, read quotes uh, are from the hermetic text known as the Kybalion, which is actually posted to my website. I believe it's under podcast number 73. You can find a PDF uh, copy of the Kybalion. So, principle number four, the principle of polarity. Quote, everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. 
all paradoxes may be reconciled. The Kybalion. Now I'm quoting from the Kybalion once again, and this is their, the initiates who wrote this book, this is their assessment of this general principle. This principle embodies the truth that, quote, everything is dual. Everything has two poles. Everything has its pair of opposites, all of which were old hermetic axioms. It explains the old paradoxes that have perplexed so many, which have been stated as follows, quote, thesis and antithesis are identical in nature, but different in degree. Opposites are the same, differing only in degree. The pairs of opposites may be reconciled. Extremes meet. Everything is and isn't at the same time. All truths are but half-truths. Every truth is half-false. There are two sides to everything, etc., etc., etc. It explains that in everything there are two poles or opposite aspects, and that, quote, opposites are really only the two extremes of the same thing with many varying degrees between them. To illustrate, heat and cold, although, quote, opposites are really the same thing. The difference is consisting merely of degrees of the same thing. Look at your th thermometer and see if you can discover where heat terminates and cold begins. There is no such thing as absolute heat or absolute cold. The two terms heat and cold simply indicate varying degrees of the same thing. We'll pick this up on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Don't go anywhere, folks. Welcome back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening, and I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're talking about the general principles of natural law. We were reading from the Kybalion on the principle of polarity. I'm going to pick up the reading. They were talking about the fact that opposites are really only two extremes of the same thing, and they have varying degrees in between them. And we left off talking about, they were giving an example of temperature, heat and cold. So it said, look at the thermometer and see if you can discover where heat terminates and cold begins. There is no such thing as, quote, absolute heat or, quote, absolute cold. The two terms heat and cold simply indicate varying degrees of the same thing. And that same thing, which manifests as heat and cold, is merely a form, variety, and rate of vibration. So heat and cold are simply the two poles of that which we call heat. And the phenomenon, the phenomena attendant thereupon are manifestations of the principle of polarity. The same principle manifests itself in the case of light and darkness, 
which are the same thing. The difference consisting of varying degrees between the two poles of the phenomena. Where does darkness leave off and light begin? What is the difference between large and small, between hard and soft, between black and white, between sharp and dull, between noise and quiet, between high and low, between positive and negative? The principle of polarity explains these paradoxes, and no other principle can supersede it. The same principle operates on the mental plane. Let us take a radical and extreme example, that of love and hate, two mental states apparently totally different, and yet there are degrees of hate and degrees of love, and a middle point in which we use the terms like or dislike, which shade into each other so gradually that sometimes we are at a loss to know whether we like or dislike or neither. And all are simply degrees of the same thing, as you will see if you will but think a moment. And more than this, and considered of more importance by the Hermeticists, it is possible to change the vibrations of hate to the vibrations of love in one's own mind and in the minds of others. Many of you who read these lines have had personal experiences in the in involuntary rapid transition from love to hate and the reverse in your own case and that of others. And you will therefore realize the possibility of this being accomplished by the use of will by means of the hermetic formulas. Good and evil are but the poles of the same thing. And the Hermeticist understands the art of transmitting, transmuting evil into good by means of an application of the principle of polarity. In short, the act of polarization becomes a phase of mental alchemy known and practiced by the ancient and modern Hermetic masters. An understanding of the principle will enable one to change his own polarity as well as that of others if he will devote the time and study necessary to master the art. So that is the principle of polarity and what I would add to this, my comment would be, is that there is most certainly only one thing and degrees of it. We can take light and darkness as an example as they did here and there's really no such thing as the dark. There is only light or its absence. It's the removal of the presence of light from a particular place is all that darkness is. Light is still all that exists. There is no actual such thing as darkness. It is an illusion based on the non-presence of light energy in a particular space. So the illusory quality is what I would add, is that we only see polarities in place, but really there's only one thing. Love and fear, I've talked about as the two basic polarities, but really there is only love. There is only consciousness and its expansion in an illusory state of mind. There is the presence of fear. This is an illusion that needs to be recognized as such. And that's a tall order. Saying that and doing that are two extremely different things. Talk about extremes. Saying and doing can be looked at as two opposite polarities, extremes. 
because it's really easy to say that fear is an illusion, but actually removing it from your life such that you do not live in fear can be a tall order, especially in a world like this, that people who have bought into this illusory identification, the, the world that they've made as a result of it can certainly make that a tall order. But we need to understand really there is only the, the absolute or the one thing and then there's just degrees from it that extend down from it. Okay, Knowledge and ignorance we can look at as another polarity. Well, total knowledge is the mind of God, which of course we aspire to. We're probably not going to achieve that in human form, all right? But so we're all at different degrees of ignorance. Extreme ignorance, the total refusal of truth and the total willingness to even acknowledge that there is any such thing as natural law principles that are in effect, the total refusal to acknowledge that there is any such thing as the the underlying basis of matter being vibratory energy and these different differing degrees that we call polarities this is extreme ignorance okay it's just a degree of it but really there is only supreme knowledge that's all there really is everything else is just a veil over top of that and that's put there through different layers of fear, different expressions of fear. We're going to look at those expressions on a future show because if we understand how the two ultimate polarities, love and fear, work and how one is basically an illusion and what we create by choosing one or the other of those two polarities, even though one is illusory, it goes a long way toward, understand, toward helping us understand why we have created that which we have created here collectively again not as an individual this is this is a uh, completely erroneous view of the law of attraction one individual does not make the collective reality we all make it together that's why it's a shared experience of what this world is just one person changing their thoughts isn't going to get the entire external manifested reality to change. If anybody thinks that's how the law of attraction works, the law of cause and effect works, you're delusional. Enough minds need to be changed. This is why it's called a quantum effect. Quanta after the Latin word meaning amount. Quantum means amount in Latin. Or a degree. Okay, so they're talking about transmuting evil into good by means of the application of the principle of polarity. We can only do that once we truly deeply understand how this works. We're going to look at that when we look at the expressions of natural law. And I've put that chart of the expressions up on the site week after week even though I'm not directly have not directly been talking about it for a reason I want people to continue to look at that to understand this is ultimately how it works and it's a one-way street folks you can only ever create good or order by using the true polarity which is love which is higher consciousness the expansive force of consciousness and you can only create chaos or what we term what we see as evil by falling into the illusion of fear 
We'll pick this up on the other side. This is what on earth is happening. This is the or. Okay, everyone, we're back. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're talking about the general principles of natural law over the last few weeks here. And we just took a look at the principle of polarity. Believe it or not, the number one search term that drives people to the What on Earth is Happening website is polarity. And it shows that there are people who are looking for answers who do understand that we live in a seemingly dualistic realm. It's dualistic at the level of manifestation. But when you understand that behind all of that, the dualism is illusory. And it's illusory because people are falling away from an understanding and a deep introspection of the true self and into different states of fear-based consciousness. This is what all of the flagrant violations of natural law that we see around us are underlied by. It Underlying all of it, at whatever level these violations of natural law are happening, there is fear. Always you'll hear the person who is breaking that natural law principle giving a justification, saying, but, but what if, but this, but that, and making projections into the future about what could happen if this were to be continuing to be allowed to to occur. It's all fear-based. All fear The same thing for people who are okay with the kind of police state that we're moving into, who think that this is for their protection or their safety. All fear-based consciousness because you have to be thinking about protection from what? What do you imagine? The things that the imagination can bring up that can happen to you. And in that dwelling, that mind state of dwelling in fear, That's how you give up your true self and ultimately how you give up your freedom. Which is why I continue to emphasize ultimately fear has to be overcome. Otherwise, we can't create a better future. It's not possible. And that has to be done on a one-to-one basis. That's an internal struggle. That's internal warfare, if you will. Because that battle takes place within the heart of each individual. The heart and mind. Someone can show someone through example how to live good mental practices, good emotional states, a thirst for knowledge. But ultimately they can't make them be like that. Someone has to make that decision to be in the world like that on their own. So there's a one-to-one battle that takes place with fear within the hearts and minds of each individual. And that's where that battle is won or lost. 
So let's get back to the Kybalion and its breaking down of some of these general principles of natural law. We're going to look at, right now we're going to look at principle number five, which is called the principle of rhythm. So here we go. Quote, everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is a measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. This principle embodies the truth that in everything there is manifested a measured motion to and fro, a flow and inflow, a swing backward and forward, a pendulum-like movement, a tide-like ebb and flow, a high tide and low tide. Between the two poles which exist in accordance with the principle of polarity described a moment ago. There is always an action and a reaction, an advance and a retreat, a rising and a sinking. This is in the affairs of the universe, suns, worlds, men, animals, mind, energy, and matter. This law is manifest in the creation and destruction of worlds, in the rise and fall of nations, in the life of all things, and finally in the mental states of man. And it is with this latter that the hermeticist find the hermeticists find the understanding of the principle most important. The hermeticists have grasped, grasped this principle finding its universal application and have also discovered certain means to overcome its effects in themselves by the use of the appropriate formulas and methods. They apply the mental law of neutralization. They cannot annul the principle or cause it to cease its operation, but they have learned how to escape its effects upon themselves to a certain degree by depending upon the mastery of the principle. They have learned how to use it instead of being used by it. In this and similar methods consist the art of the hermeticists. The master of hermetics polarizes himself at the point at which he desires to rest and then neutralizes the rhythmic swing of the pendulum which would tend to carry him to the other pole. All individuals who have attained any degree of self-mastery do this to a certain degree, more or less unconsciously, but the master does this consciously, and by the use of his will, and attains a degree of poise and mental firmness, almost impossible of belief on the part of the masses who are swung backward and forward like a pendulum. This principle and that of polarity have been closely studied by the hermeticists and the methods of counteracting, neutralizing, and using them for an important part of the, her part of the hermetic mental alchemy. Okay, so this is the principle of polarity. Everything has a, uh, I'm sorry, the principle of rhythm. Everything has a swing to it. 
like the swing of a pendulum, like tides on the ocean, on the shore. Okay, there is a back and forth, an ebb and flow movement to everything. So everything moves in what we could call cycles, in cyclical movement, in wave functions. Okay, and high-level physics will also tell you this. Everything is basically a wave function. And embedded within this principle, we could get into looking at cycles of time, which also have their ebb and flow. And this is what they were talking about when it says that this principle very much applies to the mental states of man. So it says with, it is with this latter principle that the hermeticists find the understanding of the principle of rhythm the most important in, in the, in the um, aspect of the mental states of man. Okay? In the ancient um, uh, Indian mystical systems, they talked about the yugas, okay? these great time cycles, these periods of time when the consciousness of humanity would be much, much more elevated than it is now. And then over time, it gradually fell into these illusory states which we see today. And once again, it will swing back up and people will become very much enlightened again. And the true master, depending on the level of mastery that they have attained over self, okay, mastery of self, is the degree which they can counteract this ebb and flow and remain in certain states of consciousness. In other words, you're not subject to this principle. All right, it's still in effect and there will still be a tendency for it to flow in a certain direction. But if you have a certain degree of mastery over self, in other words, you can truly apply the will because you know the self well enough, you can tend to overcome those tendencies toward one polarity or another. I hope I'm making that clear doesn't mean the law is not still in effect. It just means we can help ourselves to, I guess you could say, be free of its most harsh aspects. Okay? So we'll look at this. We'll continue to look at the, the principle of rhythm on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We're talking about the general principles of natural law. We just finished covering in the last segment the principle of rhythm. There's a couple more things I want to say about that principle, specifically related to time. You know, this is one of the biggest applications of this principle. 
that time is a wave function and it moves in seemingly cyclical patterns or at least something that's akin to a sine wave okay so it isn't necessarily that history repeats itself it's that the same I wouldn't say the same but similar circumstances present themselves at opportune moments throughout history and if we've we have the consciousness to recognize these patterns and say oh I recognize that I we've been here before because we can study the wisdom of the past and that helps us navigate this wave function much better than we could if we did no looking into the past and learning about what people experienced hundreds or thousands of years ago and understand that the same I guess you could say um, opportunities are presenting themselves now just like they did at past times we shouldn't look at it like it's an endlessly repeating prison a cycle the same thing happening over and over again it's an opportunity for growth and learning something that maybe we didn't do as well with in the past and now a new lesson in, in, a, in a similar way is being presented and it's an opportunity to learn and grow so I'll I, that's about all I really want to say about that and I could recommend a very good book on the topic um, there's a book called fractal time by Greg Braden and I think it does a phenomenal job of explaining how time is a fractal wave function and how it is completely works it completely works according to this general principle of natural law known as the principle of rhythm so definitely check it out uh, fractal time by Greg Braden great book um, with that having been said well let's move on to principle number six so if we could get through the principle of cause and effect and the principle of gender we'll move on and take a few phone calls okay here we go principle number six from the hermetic text known as the Kybalion is known as the principle of cause and effect quote every cause has its effect every effect has its cause everything happens according to law chance is but a name for law not recognized there are many planes of causation but nothing escapes the law now that's so important folks that I just want to read that quote one more time okay and they're capitalizing the L because this is not the laws of man as they scribble them down in their little law books this is natural law okay the law of cause and effect arguably the most important of the general principles of natural law okay quote every cause has its effect every effect has its cause everything happens according to law chance is but a name 
for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. Continuing, this principle embodies the fact that there is a cause for every effect, an effect from every cause. It explains that everything happens according to law, that nothing ever, quote, merely happens, that there is no such thing as chance, that while there are various planes of cause and effect, the higher dominating the lower planes, still nothing ever entirely escapes the law, capital L. The Hermeticists understand the art and methods of rising above the ordinary plane of cause and effect to a certain degree, and by mentally rising to a higher plane, they become causers instead of effects. The masses of people are carried along, obedient to environment, the wills and desires of others stronger than themselves, heredity, suggestion, and other outward causes moving them about like pawns on the chessboard of life. But the masters, rising to the plane above, dominate their moods, characters, qualities, and powers, as well as the environment surrounding them, and become movers instead of pawns. They help to play the game of life instead of being played and moving about by other wills and environment. They use the principle instead of being its tools. The masters obey the causation of the higher planes, but they help to rule on their own plane. In this statement, there is, a conden there is condensed a wealth of hermetic knowledge. Let him read who can. And that's all they say on the principle of law and effect, at least in this chapter. It goes on to explain this in further detail later on in the book. This is the crux of all of it, folks. This is it. If we don't understand this general principle, we are lost. We are played, as they say. Okay? It's, it's explaining that everything is bound according to natural law principles. Everything. Either we understand how these laws operate, or we suffer. The end. There is no in-between. We learn how to work with these laws. We learn how to operate within them. And we do that through self-mastery. Not the attempted ownership or mastery of others. It is accomplished through self-mastery. That's what they're talking about when they say masters here. They rise to the planes of consciousness above. They dominate their moods, characters, qualities, and powers. This doesn't mean domination of other people. It means coming into dominion with oneself. 
not being in opposition or dualistic consciousness with the self. Thinking, acting, and feeling. Thinking, feeling, and acting as one. No contradiction internally. No internal anarchy. Internal monarchy. Self-rulership. Being the ruler of the self, of the kingdom of self. And we've talked about these concepts many times when we looked at the qualities of the self and we looked at the general polarities, the basic polarities. This knowledge ties back into information that we talked about early on in these podcasts over a year ago. So it's critical to understand that the people who do not understand natural law will always be pawns, will always be slaves, will always be played by others who do know how these laws of cause and effect work because they understand that natural law is always in effect. And our behavior in the actual field of natural law creates the effects that we must experience. That's a good place to leave it. We'll be right back after these messages where we'll pick up with the final general principle of natural law, the principle of gender. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Stick around, folks. back folks this is what on earth is happening and i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is happening.com you can listen there right on the radio listen page there's a chat room discussion always going on in there during the show the show is live every sunday from 5 to 7 p.m eastern time that's 4 to 6 p.m central here on oracle broadcasting And today we have been discussing the general principles of natural law. And we just finished what is arguably one of the most central and pressing issues to understand and to really deeply gain a deep, deep understanding of. Okay, if we we don't understand the law of cause and effect, we are navigating blind there is no compass in hand we are wandering in darkness without the understanding of the principle of cause and effect and that is what the general expressions the expressions of natural law these are the principles that we're talking about now the first things that need to really be understood that we're working with then we can look at how do these principles manifest themselves? How do, are they expressed in the real world? We're going to be doing that over the next many weeks. If we don't understand the cause and effect, we can never under, the, law, the principle of cause and effect, we can never understand how the expressions manifest themselves. And again, this is totally tied in with the principle of polarity because the polarities are what we're working with. 
And how we work with them, what we do with those polarities, is governed by the principle of cause and effect. And therefore, when we work with this polarity, we're always going to get this manifestation. When we work with a different polarity, we're always going to get an opposite manifestation. It's just the way the law of cause and effect works. So, the last and final general principle of natural law is known as the principle of gender. So going back to the reading from the Kybalion, we'll look at the principle of gender and then I'll make a statement on it and then I'll turn the discussion toward the audience and maybe take some calls and see what the pulse is at this point in time and what questions or concerns or comments people may have about what we're covering. So here we go. The principle of gender. This is the seventh and final of the general principles of natural law. Quote, gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. The principle of gender. This principle embodies the truth that there is gender manifested in everything. The masculine and feminine principles ever at work. This is true not only of the physical plane, but of the mental and even the spiritual planes. On the physical plane, the principle manifests as sex. On the higher planes, it takes higher forms, but the principle is ever the same. No creation, physical, mental, or spiritual, is possible without this principle. An understanding of its laws will throw light on many a subject that has perplexed the minds of men. The principle of gender works ever in the direction of generation, regeneration, and creation. It's tied in with the generative principle, folks. We'll pick this up on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening, where we're discussing the general principles of natural law today. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Thanks for tuning in today. We're talking about the general principles of natural law. We are in the middle of discussing the seventh and final principle in our discussion over the last couple of weeks. This is known as the principle of gender. And I was reading from the hermetic text known as the Kybalion, penned by, quote, three initiates. Again, an allegory, an allegory uh, for the three components of consciousness being unified, thought, emotion, and action. Also, a symbolic reference to the, quote, founder of the Hermetic tradition, Hermes Trismegistus, also known in the Egyptian or Chemetian tradition as Thoth, the scribe of the gods. The thrice great one, the great greatest of the greats, 
one who had attained one of the highest levels of self-mastery. That's all it really means. Thrice great, he unified his thoughts, his emotions, and his actions such that they were one and were not in a state of polarization anymore and not in a state of dualism. So let's get back to the principle of gender because this is all about polarity as well. This is about seeming opposite states that can be reconciled within the individual. Indeed, which we've talked about many, many times that needs to be reconciled within the individual in what is known as the, the chemical wedding. The blending in perfect equilibrium of the masculine and feminine forces within each one of us. So, continuing to read from the Kaibalion, quote, the principle of gender works ever in the direction of generation, regeneration, and creation. Everything and every person contains the two elements or principles, or this great principle within it, him or her. Every male thing has the element, the female elements also. Every female contains also the male principle. If you would understand the philosophy of mental and spiritual creation, generation and regeneration, you must understand and study this hermetic principle. It contains the solution of many mysteries of life. We caution you that this principle has no reference to the many base, pernicious, and degrading lustful theories, teachings, and practices which are taught under fanciful titles and which are a prostitution of the great natural principle of gender. Such base revivals of the ancient infamous forms of phallicism tend to ruin mind, body, and soul. And the hermetic philosophy has ever sounded the warning note against these degraded teachings which tend toward lust, licentiousness, and perversion of nature's principles. If you seek such things, you must go elsewhere for them. Hermeticism contains nothing for you along these lines. To the pure, all things are pure. To the base, all things are base. And what he's talking about here is vile sex magic. Okay, he's talking about what could be considered dark sex magic, the, the, the author. And this is because people have tended to think of the principle of gender as something that uh, needs an externalized expression, just like they think that the Christ consciousness needs this externalized expression as a physical man that we need to worship. Okay, religion. Okay, it's another way of creating religion, something which holds us back from the real deep understanding, the actual esoteric meaning embodied by the symbol. So the principle or symbol of masculine energy and feminine energy indwell within each one of us and indeed within everything within creation. We have a masculine component and a feminine component, regardless of whether we are male or female. We're, that's talking about physical gender. This is talking about mental gender, in other words. Mental and spiritual gender, you could look at it as. Okay, we have internal, inward-dwelling 
essences. These are called our emotions. These are our feminine principles. And these are our guidance system that help us feel the result of our behaviors, our actions, which are our masculine principles, the things that we externally do in the world. So the object is to unite our emotions and our actions such that there is no contradiction. And we say, well, we don't say, well, I know that this might not be exactly the right thing to do, but I'm going to do this anyway. This is internal contradiction. It's knowing and feeling internally with the feminine principle that this action I'm about to take may not be the right thing to do. And yet with the male principle, you're going and doing it anyway. That's what is called Satan, okay? The opposer, the adversary, the one who destroys, the one who tears apart. Because that destruction and tearing apart is happening within every time we choose to, to drive a wedge between the masculine and feminine principles as opposed to uniting them. So this principle is of critical importance as well. And of course, we have a left and a right brain, which we've talked ad nauseum about, the hemispheres of the brain, and how these need to be brought into equilibrium. The more they become imbalanced through what we put in our body and through the things that we take into our mind, the more our emotions and behaviors become out of balance. And we're going to be talking about, as one of the solutions, brain balancing techniques, the modalities of thought to balance the brain. And as well, we'll be getting into very long and deep discussions about food. The kind of energy we fuel our body with as a solution to the problems in consciousness that we experience because of how degraded our food has become. And if you're feeding the body horrible fuel, it's going to manifest with a horribly imbalanced brain and then that's going to manifest horribly imbalanced behaviors. I mean, this only follows logically, folks. This, we're not even getting esoteric or deep here. This is just logical thought processes. You know, we are what we eat, essentially. And again, I battle with the whole toxic emotion thing that I get into from time to time. People who know me will know that as well. I get angry. I experience anger. Because I see how dark other people are in the world and they continue to act in folly and never wanting to acknowledge things like these principles, things like natural law, and certainly never wanting to look into anything about the occult because they don't believe in that stuff, you know. Therefore, it doesn't exist. How could you not get angry at people like that if you know? Well, we'll leave it right there and we'll pick this up on the other side of the break and we'll be going for a call. If anybody wants to call in, I'll give the call a number. On the other side, we have one person holding on. We'll be right back after these messages, folks. Don't go anywhere. Okay, everyone, we're back on what on earth is happening. 
and the host Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. This is the show where we attempt to get down to the fundamental causal factors of the human condition. Because without a deep understanding of those, we are navigating in the dark. And the understanding of natural law is paramount. Paramount if we're ever going to reclaim the compass for direction and turn this great ship around and set it into the right direction. Critical, the understanding of natural law. We need to understand its basic principles and then we need to understand actually how it works, its effects, its causes and effects, its expressions, as I term it. And I keep a chart. There's a chart up on the website of the general principles. You could download the Kybalion, which we've been reading from over the last couple of weeks in episode number 73. I believe I posted a link to the Kybalion in PDF format. And I've been posting this chart of the expressions of natural law over the past couple of weeks because just for people to look at and have in their mind as we go forward. Because this is what the topic of discussion is going to be for next week. The expressions of natural law. Let me give the call-in number once again. We do have a caller waiting on the line. I'm going to get to you in just a moment, caller. I do want to ask that people discuss natural law, its general principles, and anything else related to natural law. Okay? This is the topic of discussion. We are following an actual theme now. So it's not like just going anywhere. Okay? We're trying to stay focused. So the call-in number is 866 841 1065. Once again, call in number is 866 841 1065. The topic for discussion is natural law in general. Specifically, if you want to address anything that we've been discussing about the general principles of natural law, that would be even more focused. But anything related to natural law is fine. So here we go. Let's go to the phones. Caller, you are live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I had a question. Uh, you know, these dark Luciferians that, are, uh, that have all the Satanists working for them, doing all these bad things. Sure. Um, how, do they av- how do they avoid the uh, sort of karma of uh, yes. doing that? I mean, it seems like that's a pretty big violation of natural law. That is correct. And I've been asked this question before on a previous show, and I answered it, um, and I believe the answer is is fairly thorough, and for people who have heard the answer to the question, they understand what what I mean by this when I say that they are not bearing the brunt of the karmic uh, repercussions of breaking natural law because they are not actually taking the actions through their behaviors. They are influencing the actions through suggestion, conditioning, and mind control. The people who will bear the deepest brunt of the natural law repercussions are those who actually take the actions, who actually do the bidding of these sick, twisted, psychopathic individuals. 
they are actually shielding themselves by getting someone else to do the action for them. So, so like soldiers the and things. agents of the state in every in yeah. every single country that has ever committed atrocities, the agents of the state in every single region that has ever done incredible bloodshed and mass murder and uh, wiped out significant portions of their populations, the people who are ultimately responsible and will bear the incredible karmic weight of those actions that are in total contravention to natural law are the ones, the actual individuals who are doing those behaviors. So in effect, the answer to your question is they're actually really shielded from it quite well. They're still going to experience karmic repercussions, but those repercussions are going to be significantly dampened significantly okay. dampened in comparison to the people who actually take the actions. I, I, I really want people to deeply, deeply think about what I have just said here. They are the ones who are going to have to deal with the major karmic repercussions of those actions. So, you know, I'm sure Hitler probably had, has shot people in his lifetime. But I guarantee you he didn't shoot as many people as certain Ger German soldiers or certain people in the Schutzstaffel or certain people in the Luftwaffe who dropped bombs on people. I guarantee you they killed way more people than he ever did or Himmler for that matter. And the people who were actually going out and raping other people's inherent natural law rights are the ones who are actually going to have to answer to those actions, for those actions. That is the answer to that question. In this lifetime or the next? or Both. Probably in the okay. physical reality that we live in, and then in whatever spiritual domain they happen to pass to when they relinquish the physical body. Both domains. Okay, thank you very much. You got it. That's a great question. It has been asked before, but I don't think it could ever really be understated. The answer to that question cannot be understated. And I think it's something that people really deeply need to consider because, and this is, a, this is actually a perfect segue. I want to thank the caller for calling in and actually asking this question again because this is a perfect segue to something that I do want to talk about that has everything to do with natural law. And it has exactly to do with this. And in the meantime, while I'm telling this story, if other people want to call in, you have the call-in number and the, the lines are open. So if you call in, I'll, I'll go right to you. So there was this big issue going on. And I very rarely talk about uh, current events, as you know. I mean, I didn't even mention the earthquake or hurricane that we had over the last couple of weeks uh, because I, I don't talk about specific events so much. 9-11 is, of course, an exception to that rule, uh, but I'm not, this isn't a news show, okay? This is something where we, again, try to get down to the causal factors about what we're experiencing in life. And um, there was a really uh, big, you know, semi-big story going on about how police were busting children's lemonade stands just out on their lawns. Okay, just outside their homes, setting up a lemonade stand, which has been a tradition in this country since its founding, and 
cops were going over to them and saying they're operating without a license. You're operating a business without a license to a child. Okay, regardless of whether it was an adult or not, you know, you don't need a license to do something that you have a natural law right to do. So, and that you're not harming anyone out as a result of that action. So, you, you, you heard about this going on and bus were being made, which is utterly ridiculous, completely against natural law. The cops should be utterly ashamed of themselves. It, it's it, a perfect Nazi is what they are. Perfect. You would have been wonderful, wonderful accessories at Sobibor or at Treblinka or at Dachau or at Auschwitz. You would have been wonderful, okay, because it's the same mentality. It's the same mentality that people died fighting when we fought the British, died fighting when we fought the Nazis, and you're acting in the same way, okay? Wonderful example for your own children. But anyway, after one of these cops made one of these busts, he was asked a question that had everything to do with natural law. And I'll tell you what that question was on the other side of this break, and then I'll tell you what the answer that he gave to that question was and I'll make a challenge on this show that anybody who knows this person or this person themselves call into this show of course they won't do it but I'll put that out there anyway looking for great talk radio We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We're talking about natural law, its general principles, and its expressions on the show today. And we took a call before in the last segment in which the caller asked, the mind controllers, the dark occultists, the so-called elite, the powers that shouldn't be, as people refer to them as, How do they insulate themselves from all of the karmic debt that is going to be built up from doing all of the horrible things that go on in this world that they're ultimately, quote, responsible for? And I've answered this question before by saying they're not going to bear the brunt of all of that karmic weight. The people who actually take the actions that they're telling them to take are going to take the brunt of it. And that means the military and the police who are actually pulling the triggers, dropping the bombs, raping people's rights, doesn't matter whether they think they're doing the right thing. It does not matter. This is a a new age lie, quite frankly. In plainest terms, it's the only way I could put it. The fact, people try to say that it's fact that If you don't know you're doing the wrong thing and you do the action anyway, you're going to have less karmic repercussions as a result of taking that action. And that's absolute BS. Absolute BS. And this is a deliberate lie injected into the New Age movement by dark occultism because they know the truth. That the people who actually do the action, whether they are in understanding of the principles of natural law or not, will have that karmic repercussion come down upon their mind, body, and soul. It does not matter whether they understand this or whether they think they are doing the right thing. Matters zero. Zero. 
If you took the action, you and you alone are responsible for it. Now, telling someone to go and do something that is knowing that they know is evil, that the person who's telling them knows is, a, is an evil act, is quite a bad thing in and of itself. And there will be karmic repercussions for that. But I guarantee you they will not be as severe as the person who took the action. Guaranteed. So I was telling a, an anecdotal story about the lemonade crackdowns <laughs> that these police have nothing better to do but then go serve their corporate masters as whores for their corporatist overlords and go and serve their biddings and shut down this unregulated commerce without a license, which equates to destroying a little girl's lemonade stand. Okay? So people set up protests about this and they put, they set up lemonade stands in different areas, in public areas, in the, in a bunch of different cities. And a cop went over to a couple of cops, shut down one in Washington, D.C., which they were protesting this activity. And to a, a couple of the cops that went over to these girls and shut down their stand and put them in cuffs and took them off were black. Okay? And this isn't a racial issue, but you're going, what it is, is it's a moral issue. Okay? It's a, a moral issue that has everything to do with natural law. It has everything to do with principle. It has everything to do with morality. Okay? An interviewer, after filming the events, the per a person who filmed these horrible events, said to one of the cops, how, are, how aren't you totally disgusted with yourself? How do you even sleep? How do you even, how do you live with yourself? How do you look at yourself in a mirror? And one of them, they were both black, one of them answered, and that's, again, it's not a race thing. This is, it's irrelevant. They could have been Indian police. They could have been Japanese police. It doesn't make a difference. They could have been Native American. They could have been white. Irrelevant. Okay? I'm trying to highlight the amoral, psychopathic mindset that these people are in and they think that they're moral they think they're doing something good and yet they're completely amoral have no principles their 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 parents did not raise them i would i'd like an opportunity to say that to one of their faces because i would say that to one of their faces and you can if anybody knows who that person is that i'm going to talk to because many people will know this video tell them that i'll say it right to their face because I'm not afraid of them, and I know that they're immoral. It's not my opinion. I understand how natural law works. I understand how they broke it, and they don't care as long as they're getting paid. That's their God. That's their God. They don't have any God. Their God is the dollar bill. So he was asked the question, if you were a cop, in the 1950s during segregation, would you have enforced the segregation laws? And he tries to escape the question by saying, well, I wouldn't have been a cop. Yeah, you wouldn't have because you wouldn't have been allowed to be back then. Okay? But he, he says, okay, it's a hypothetical. You, you know, 
hypothetically. And he says, proudly, yes, I would have enforced the segregation laws if I was a cop in the 1950s. A black man said this. And what I want to know is, where was the moral outrage about the answer to this question? First of all, it was wrong no matter what color you were, but it's almost like you can, you can understand how it's like doubly insane and doubly wrong in some ways that he's basically saying, I have no affinity with my, pe my own people. Okay, I'm, I'm saying, I have always said you shouldn't be identifying with a race at all, with race, race is an illusion. We are all human beings here. We are all people who are it, at some level or another suffering. And as one suffers, all suffer. But just imagine, that's like saying, I wouldn't care if they oppressed members of my own family. If members of my own family were being told, get to the back of the bus, and, and they resisted that, I would lock them up, put them in handcuffs, and haul them off to jail. Because my owners told me that that's what my job is, and I don't get paid unless I do that. And... Another guy said, hey, man, I'm not going to rock the boat. I'm making six figures at my job. You know, he must be a captain or whatever. Because that's all that is of value to this individual. Truth is meaningless. N rights are meaningless. As long as they're being paid, they will do whatever they are being paid to do. That's it. Whatever their owner is paying them to do and telling them to do, they will do. And then he steps back and tries to say, your issue is not with me, meaning a police officer, a cop. Your issue is with the lawmakers. And you know what I'll say to that person? Absolutely not. Wrong. Wrong. And get it clear. The issue is not with the people scribbling down things in a book someplace. You're the issue. Let's make that real clear. And I'm deliberately raising my voice. Because the people who think that these aren't the people to point a finger at, and there is a time to point a finger. There is such a thing as blame. It exists when people are doing things that are overtly wrong and against conscience. Yeah, you can say, hey, you, you, doing this action, you're wrong. And then you want to step back and raise up your hands and say, I'm absolved of this? Don't look at me? You're the one doing it. Who are we supposed to hold accountable? Somebody who told you to go and do an action that's clearly wrong? And you say, well, as long as I get a paycheck, yeah, sure, I'll go and do whatever you ask me to do as long if it's wrong. I, I, don't, I don't consider the notion of right or wrong. I don't consider natural law. Rights have no meaning to me. I don't consider rights. I consider a paycheck. And this clearly, folks, you can hear, this riles me up. Especially because the person tried to say that he's not the one who should be held accountable for it. That really riles me up. And it should rile you up too. Because, again, that is the mentality of someone that would have exterminated mass groups of people in Stalinist Russia. That is the mentality that would have gone along with hoarding people into gas chambers or other forms of prison and work camps.
and detention camps. That's the mentality that will continue to go along with this New World Order agenda of total enslavement of the people. And it's completely the antithesis of all of the principles of freedom that this country was founded upon. And that person should be ashamed of themselves, and more than that, their parents should be ashamed of themselves. We'll be right back. Alright folks, final segment of What on Earth is Happening for this edition today. Got a little fired up in the last segment. I tend to do that when I talk about people who have no conscience. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about a cop who will answer a question about a black cop, no less, that will answer a question about whether he will enforce, would have enforced segregation laws. That means if they reinforced them today, he'd be locking up black, black people for getting on buses, sitting up in the front of a bus. It's what he's basically saying. And I want to know where's the outrage from everyone. For, it doesn't matter what color you are. But particularly, where's the outrage from the black community on this? And again, this isn't a racial issue. This is a moral issue. Where's the outrage from that person's own parents? Oh no, they'll probably praise him because he's got such a wonderful job. And he brings home six figures. Because that's all that's of any value, right? Well, I'll, I'll lay out a challenge. I don't even want to hear from that Nazi. I want to hear from his parents because you raised a Nazi. And if anybody can find out who the parents of that person are in the video that I'm talking about, maybe I'll post that video with this podcast so people can look at it. Find the person's parents and have them call into this show. There's a challenge for folks out there. there he, he obviously lives in the Washington, D.C. area because this is where this happened. I'd like to talk to that person's parents and tell them they didn't raise a human being with a conscience. They raised a Nazi. So let's go back to the phones to take out the show in this last segment. Here we go. Chris in Canada, you are live on whatonearthishappening.com. What do you have for us? Hey, buddy, you're talking about your natural law. I thought you were talking to the second person earlier. Um, I, I really don't like these divide-and-conquer issues that you're discussing. Um, I, I find it distracts from the real issues. Um, the, and the natural law and isn't one of the real the, issues? Hold on, hold on, back up. Natural law is not one of the real issues. No, no, natural law is one of the real issues, but okay. uh, uh, the, the black well, there's and white only people, issue... There's uh, only people who understand natural law and attempt to live in harmony with it, and people who just completely disregard it and think that they can do whatever they want with no repercussions and no effects outwardly in society that degrade the quality of life for all. That's what there is. It's not a divide and conquer issue, it's reality. That, th that that's how you can actually look at the consciousness of humanity. See, th this is the idea that New Age movements try to put out there, that there's no such thing as different levels in consciousness, that there's no such thing as different levels in understanding, that everybody is at the same place. That's not true. 
That's not a divide and conquer strategy. I'm speaking the truth. There are people at extraordinary, extraordinarily low states of consciousness through fear. This person is one of the most fearful human beings on the planet. You think the, the Nazis who did the atrocities that they did, or the, the, the secret police of Russia who did the atrocities that they did under Stalin, you think that they weren't fearful people? Do you think they were high consciousness individuals? Do you think they had any real deep understanding of morality and natural law? None. None of those things applied. And you want to look to who actually did those things? Don't look at the people who were directing it. That's the distraction, sir. That's the distraction. The distraction is that people want to always blame somebody above them. And that history then records that Hitler did these atrocities. Yeah, was he one of the puppets that, that basically trickled down the orders of the masters down to all of the other foot soldiers? Absolutely. And he was vile and evil, just like Himmler was. And, and, and Goebbels and all of the other ones. But it doesn't happen without the people willing to carry out those orders because they don't care about right or wrong. That's the bottom line. And that's the truth. Next caller. Ed in Louisiana, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Mark, thank I'm fired you for taking today, my call. Ed. It's okay, buddy. I understand. Look, I, uh, first of all, I just want to say this is a beautiful analysis of natural law. And I, I would like to say also that there are those who are aware of natural law, and they would use and pervert those natural laws to their favor. Absolutely. And within the let. At, within the last century and a half, that, that between the two world wars, the genocides that have taken place, and all the different uh, atrocities throughout the world, Africa, Europe, Russia, uh, here on this continent, people are, I think, my personal opinion, I think karma has brought back all through history, those that would do those type things to other people to have it done to them. In other words, they are being uh, reincarnated into the ones who are being abused so that they can see what they've done to other people. And, I don't, and that's I just don't, my opinion. I don't I, dismiss that for a minute, and that's quite likely very possible. That's very possible what you just said, and I'd a I'd ask people to actually consider that. That's that's a pretty astute observation, and I've thought about that myself on more than one occasion. It is very quite possible that people who either did these things or or stood by and watched them being done are coming back to actually experience that happen to themselves. Absolutely, that's possible. Okay, and I just wanted to, to tell you that my daughter. Uh, she, she started college this year, and before she left, I made sure she sat down and watched your presentation on what on earth, what on earth is happening. And it, it's a beautiful analysis, and I'm, and I'm very – I wanted to make sure she understood that before she went to college. Now, sec, the next thing I want to say is all these cops – that are running around and doing the bidding of these corporate masters. These cops, they wear a shield. That shield protects them from any repercussion, from a karmic repercussion from what they're doing to innocent 
and uh, just just people that don't deserve to be uh, done the way they're done. Well, it doesn't and, really, and, it doesn't and really protect a, them. It, it's a symbol that in their mind, they're, try, they're trying to associate in their mind that that's a form of protection against that higher force. It doesn't really do that, but they're giving it to them to wear as a symbol to make them think that they can continue to do this unscathed. That's right. That's right. And 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 there's an old saying that the dart, dart lord protects the rich and powerful so that they can perpetuate themselves. But these these all these people this this whole thing with what's going on in the world today, what on earth is happening? And and you are one of the the troopers in the movement to help people wake up to to see that that what's going on is being done under the guise of uh it's for the greater good. Right. That's exactly. where everybody, everybody's losing sight of right and wrong because they think they're doing something under the guise of it's for the greater good. So I just wanted to call in and thank you, Mark, because I've been checking out your show since you've been on Oracle. It's a great show, and I just want to say thank you again. Have a good day. And thanks so much. Great call, and you absolutely bring up the point that people are – dissuaded from looking within and really understanding is the action that I am about to take in this moment right or wrong because they're always thinking in the future. This is what real present moment awareness is about which is another solution we're going to talk about. Okay, They have you thinking in the future all the time. Well, what if with this we let this go and then this will happen and this will happen and then and then and but, 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 then, then, then. This is all future projection and this is all justification for one's immoral actions that one is taking in the present moment and never wanting to look at themselves, never wanting to turn the finger inward and say, I need to take a look at my own actions, what I am actually doing to other people. That's what the force of darkness, for lack of a better term, is always trying to get people to ignore. To never to look at that. Never to look at the fact that they are doing something immoral in the present moment. The ego wants to rationalize, it wants to justify, it wants to scapegoat, it wants to point the finger outward, it wants absolution for one's own immoral behaviors. He wants to say, no, someone else was in control of my actions. Someone else was in control of my mind. It has nothing to do with me, even though I'm the one actually doing this thing that's wrong. You see how that works, folks? And we'll be really getting into this when we talk about the expressions of natural law next week. That's the show you're not going to want to miss. Thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. See you next week, folks.